What's up, everybody? It's Hootin' Nation News. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Hootin' Nation podcast. As always, Blake is with me. On today's episode, we have Stripe Hype Bengals from Instagram. Uh, how you doing, Stripe Hype? Doing pretty well. Ready to talk some, I guess, NFL draft news. You know, only four days a week, so it's really exciting. Uh, absolutely. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of players we like in each round. Obviously, the first round, we all like Burrow, and that's clearly the obvious choice. So in the second round, we'll go ahead and get started. I like um, Michigan interior offensive lineman, Cesar Ruiz. He's really versatile. He can play center, even though he probably won't. And we'll be able to play inside at guard. Guard's not really a great position for us. I really like that he's versatile. That'd be a really nice uh, guy at 33. Uh, a couple other ones are Patrick Queen, the linebacker of LSU. Really unlikely he's there, but if he's there, I would would really like us for to get him. He'd be an instant starter, be a great person beside uh, Jermaine Pratt. Kenneth Murray's another linebacker who's unlikely to be there. I have uh, Queen slightly above Murray on my linebacker rankings, but either one at 33 would be a nice piece. And my final one at 33 is easily my favorite pick as wide receiver Denzel Mims. If he is at 33, he's 100% who I'm taking. He's athletic. Reminds me a little bit of A.J. Green. And Mims could help us a little bit now if uh, Green would go down. And more importantly, he could help us in the future. So, uh, Blake, who's some people uh, you like at 33? Uh, right now, my boy at 33, I, I have Caesar Reeves at number one. And I like, I like him a lot. I think he can move to guard. I started to see him mock a little earlier than 33, so I doubt there's not a very big chance he'll be there. Uh, like, yeah, I'd like to get a right tackle. Preferably, I'd like to get a right tackle at 33. Maybe you can trade back, get Niang, or uh, take him a no-go, and then go get a guard. Because, like I said earlier, they've been uh, pretty high on maintain Moody. So I'd like to get someone like Josh, if they're going to stick with 33, maybe Josh Jones or someone like that. And then... Uh, Receivers, I like um, Jalen Rager, T. Higgins, and Denzel Mims. Any of the three I'd be happy with. I like them all. And then linebacker, obviously, if Murray or Queen are there, I'd be happy with either of them. So that's pretty much the only guys I'd be like really happy with at 33 unless someone else drops. But uh, other than that, if none of those guys are there, I'd like to trade back. Like someone like Zach Bond, I wouldn't really, it wouldn't really excite me, but I'd be fine with it, I guess. And the same goes for maybe... Uh, like someone like Isaiah Wilson or Jeff Gladney. There's guys that I'd be fine with, wouldn't be too excited. Uh, so, Stripe Pipe, who's some people you like at 33? I guess I'll go with both of you with the planes on Denzel Mills. I think right now he's probably at the top of my board at 33. Dude is just an athletic freak or a fantastic combine, really showed off his abilities and really kind of shut down any problems anyone might have had with him at the season, being able to hire a Free, showing that he can definitely develop into being a star like the one wide receiver. And for it seemed like the Bengals who have kind of needed that with Green kind of aging uh, and getting a bit older, you know, it's, it's it, that'd be a really good fit. Uh, I also think a guy like Zach Bond is another guy we should probably mention just because Zach Bond has so much versatility. I uh, can play off of the edge, can be a backup edge rusher for this team, but also can play the same linebacker, which is something that we haven't had in a good long time. Uh, we need another guy that can play in that base defense alongside Pratt and maybe another linebacker like Josh Bynes, and that would be a big help for this team. I think a guy like Zach Bonds, I think he's another guy. At least he needs to be in the conversation. I do agree with Cesar Ruiz. I think Ruiz is fantastic. 
I do think he ends up being a center at the next level, but he's definitely played guard for the first few years. And when the Hopkins moves on, maybe they shift him all back over to center. I don't think he's another big possibility, but again, I think a dream scenario that the two, that really the three biggest dream scenarios for the Bengals is seeing a big tackle fall to Andrew Thomas or Josh Jones type. That would be ideal. Uh, getting, a, getting another guy that can really man a line, maybe move Fred Johnson or uh, someone else like John Williams to, to guard, uh, really throwing at this offensive line. Maybe you got Kenneth Murray uh, or maybe a Clayvon Chase on if they find some other edge rushers. Uh, maybe if they were to fall, which I see is really impossible, but anything's a possibility in NFL drafts. So I think that'd be another very really good move for the Bengals. But right now, I think most, more realistically, I think we're in the market looking at probably a tackle or a wide receiver at this point. So I think Josh Jones and Jones are at the top of my board, or maybe a Cesar Ruiz, like Bob Poy being close behind uh, when it comes to prospects at 33. Because if you really look at it, 20 through 32 is so unpredictable. Like, it's very, very unlikely Andrew Thomas would drop to the second round. But, I mean, you've, there's been rumors at times that he could. Or, like, a top receiver, uh, Justin Jefferson, which is really unlikely, even though he plays slot receiver and Aaron Boyd's our slot receiver. If somebody of his caliber would drop to 33, it'd be really interesting to see what we would do if we would go need or uh, best player available. I certainly agree. I think Jefferson, uh, though he is a slot receiver, would ultimately have to contend with Boyd. Uh, I do think if he is available at that point, and you don't really see many other prospects, you're not getting many offers to trade back, I certainly wouldn't mind the pick at all. Uh, of course, he already has the chemistry. He already knows Joe Burrow very well. can come in and immediately show the wide receivers how they work out with Joe Burrow, how everything works out, and how Joe Burrow progressed to be as good as he is today. Uh, certainly would help off the field. And I think on the field, he also helps a lot as well. Maybe the time out outside a little bit. Uh, even though he killed many teams on the inside, maybe he has a little bit of, of uh, potential um, playing on the outside, being more a speed deep threat. Uh, so we can definitely see and try him out in other areas. And also, don't rule it out. Remember the, the Bengals discussing that they wanted to be a Rams-type offense. The Rams really had three slot receivers. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup were all really true slot receivers. So maybe the Bengals want to take after the Rams a little bit and roll with the John Ross, uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, and, and Justin Jefferson tied three slot receivers that can really, or maybe even AJ Green who can also play in the slot, uh, all being on the field at the same time as well. So uh, I would never rule out to another slot receiver just because of how they have had, uh, how they have had aspired to become a Rams type offense. Uh, I completely agree. So as we start on round three, a couple of people I like, and there's a chance none of these players are even available if they, because you really don't know if players or a lot higher on people's boards and, or not because uh, they didn't really have much pro days and other things. They didn't actually like, go to teams' meetings and work out and such. But the third round, I have Akeem Davis-Gaither, linebacker out of Appalachian State. He's one of my favorite prospects. He's amazing against the run. He'd be a really nice piece to the um, defense. I also have Willie Gay Jr. On my top ten uh, linebackers, I have him number two, which – no, I, I know I'm kind of crazy for it, but he's all over the field. He's explosive. He's uh, pressures the quarterback really well, and I really like his potential. And my last uh, person at the third round is Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver out of USC. As we get closer to the draft, it's more it's looking more like unlikely that he'll be there at pick 65. But if he was, I would really like him a lot. He's really good. He's had over a thousand yards with a couple of different quarterbacks he's played with. 
think his drop percentage was like 1.8 or something like that, according to a pro football focus. Really, really good. I, I, I would really, really like him at 65. So, Blake, who's some people you'd like at 65? Uh, number one for me is someone I've had a while, Keem Davis Gaither. I think he's, uh, he's a little bit undersized, but uh, I think he can right away, start right away, even a uh, weak side linebacker. Uh, come in there with Bynes and Pratt and just kind of just play, play around a little bit with that defense. And then uh, for number two, if he slips, if we don't take a tackle at 33, I like uh, Prince Tegawanoga, the tackle from Auburn. I'd put him in there. I think he can start right tackle right away. And then uh, the third guy I have on my board at um, pick 33 right now, I really like um, Natane Moody. I think he... And I think he's a guy that can, he can also start right away for a guard. And uh, if you don't take Caesar Ruiz, I think he's someone you got to look for uh, in the third round. Right now, he's fourth round projection. Uh, I think he's he's been in a lot of hype recently. And then another guy throwing there at receivers, uh, Brian Edwards. He's my favorite receiver. It's not in the first two rounds. I like him a lot. He's just a he's bigger body guy, good catch radius. He can come in and play a uh, He's not really the speed guy. If, if they're looking for more speed, I think there's definitely other options like Quez Watkins or someone like that they can get. But I think Brian Edwards is going to be pretty solid. I, I think he would be a good pick at 65. Might be a little bit of reach, could be considered a reach, but I like the pick overall. I really like uh, Edwards. I have him as one of my fourth round guys here. So, uh, Stripe, who's some people you like in the third round? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Blake. I, I really like Brian Edwards. Uh, I was South Carolina, certainly one of my favorite wide receivers in this draft uh, as well, mainly due to the fact that he is so young and produced so well at a very young, young age uh, with South Carolina. Remember, remember uh, he was in mind, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel really taught him a lot. So not only is he a big bruiser, six foot three wide receiver, but he's also learned from a little guy who has learned to you know, really get open in the field and has some good route running. And Debo Samuel immediately went to the NFL and was on a Super Bowl contender, really as a their best wide receiver, so he's a very, very good mentor. I taught him, and he's a lot of a uh, really good ability at a very young age. Has a lot of potential. Um, I also I, I agree again. Exim Davis here. I'm a huge fan of ADG. I've always been uh, a big fan of him. Really, for a long time, he was slotted in my like the fourth spot. But another guy I really like as well. I think uh, one of you guys mentioned uh, Willie Gay ended up taking that number four spot. Just due to the fact that he has such an incredible testing uh, and had a fantastic combine. Very, very good in coverage. Has had some issues with production. Uh, don't really know how well he is off the field yet, but when you look at how much potential he shows, I'm not sure there's many other linebackers in the NFL draft that can even come close to matching it. I think both uh, ADG and Willie Gay would be slotted into the real linebacker immediately, and both would play start in the nickel alongside Jermaine Pratt, which for the third round is fantastic value. Uh, the last guy I play want to mention before uh, we end up the third round is Robert Hunt. Uh, Robert Hunt's a guy that I really like a guard. Uh, can really play all around. He's a little bit older. He's 24, uh, but he has shown a lot of potential. Has a lot of, you know, his tape is fantastic. Uh, has, you know, shown a lot. And I really like Robert Hunt as well. Bengals started showing interest in him. I've watched a bit of his tape. He looks like he can be a very, very good pass protector for Joe Burrell on the inside. Probably to be immediately slotted into that right guard spot. And that would be something that we could really use, especially in a round like the third. I think in this draft overall, you're going to find the most value in your prospect around that third or fourth round. So I think it'd be very important for maybe the Bengals try to trade down in a second, try to acquire maybe another third or fourth, try to get maybe two of these guys. Yeah, if the Ruiz, Queen, Murray, and Mims, the guys I have in my second round, if none of those players are there, 
I would trade back and back in the middle of the second round, try to get a mid uh, to the late third round pick, like you mentioned. Like you could still potent, you could still potentially get the guy you want in the second round to get Davis Gaither or Willie Gay if he drops, and uh, Edwards in the late third round or something like that. Now, before I started scouting um, Willie Gay, I really didn't know what to think of him. I was reading up on him before I started watching his film, and I was reading some things about how athletic he was, and he was without character concerns. He could be linebacker too, and he has the most potential besides Isaiah Simmons as a linebacker. I didn't. I thought that was kind of overboard. And then when you watch his film, uh, it really uh, it's the truth. Uh, he has so much potential, and if if he could stay out of trouble, and not be uh, injury prone, he's had a little a bit a bit of injuries. If he can not stay uh no injuries and stay out of trouble, he would. And if he's there at thirty three, that would be a an amazing pick, an amazing value pick. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think that there, like I said, and I, I agree with you, uh, trading down from the third round and possibly trying to get two of these guys, maybe a Willie Gabe run, Edwards combo, or maybe trying to get uh, an offensive lineman like Kunatani Mucci or Robert Hodge go along with a Brian Edwards, assuming he maybe get a linebacker in the second round. Uh, that would be ideal, and I couldn't think of a better position the Bengals would be in because it looks like the, those three positions, wide receiver, O-line, and linebacker already have a lot of value in the second and third round. So if you can solve all those three issues in those two rounds, I think you're very well set up for the future. Uh, so as we head on to the fourth round, uh, as I mentioned in the uh, third round, some of these players may not be late, but if Troy Dye would drop to the fourth round, I really like him. He's a really good tackler. He's good in coverage. He's in my top ten linebackers, but I have him behind. Gay and Davis Gaither. I think I have the uh, die linebacker seven, but if he's there in the fourth round, or we've not uh, ish, uh, drafted a linebacker yet, I really like him. Adam Trotman, if he's available, I know tight end is not a huge need. It's not a, a not a desperate need, but I I really like him. The tight end out of Dayton. I know competition is obviously a big difference from playing people uh, schools like Dayton to playing in the SEC. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Gronkowski in the way the style he plays. Brian Edwards, as I mentioned earlier, I like him, the uh, wide receiver out of South Carolina. If you can get him at the beginning of the fourth round, that's great value if you've not gonna got a wide receiver yet. And the last person I have in the fourth round is Jack Driscoll, the tackle from uh, Auburn. I like him a lot. He's had lots of career starts. He played at UMass and Auburn. His footwork is very, very good. He's not allowed many sacks in his career, and I think he would be a nice piece if he's not... Uh, uh, attack the offensive line yet. So, uh, Stripe, who's some people you like in the fourth round? Well, just, just to start out, I, I completely agree with you on that. You're actually probably the guy I would like the most in the fourth round right now. Uh, I completely agree on the footwork. He is fantastic. And he transferred to Auburn. He really had a successful career down there. So he proved that he can handle his SEC D-line roles. He's something that is a big, big deal, especially in the NFL. Because, I mean, if you look at these teams like Alabama, obviously they have you know, SEC caliber, or NFL caliber, uh, also, or defensive alignment and offensive alignment on both sides. So to see a player like Jack Crystal transfer in and show and prove that he can go against those big guys is very important. So I certainly like Crystal a lot. Uh, another name, Troy Dye, I like a lot. I know you mentioned him as well. Uh, maybe Strong is getting off the a little bit. I think it's big, been his biggest issue. Not perfect in coverage, but has certainly shown uh, his is really true potential and abilities before entering the season. He was on linebacker too, so I think he definitely showed a lot of promise, not only in 2019, but in 2018 as well. So maybe, maybe if he can go back to that form, uh, they can, the Bengals can find a successful linebacker uh, at that spot 
another guy, Natani Mutsi. I know uh, Blake Drew mentioned him earlier. I, I like Mutsi a lot, but I think he also could probably fall uh, into the fourth round, only due to the fact that uh, Mutsi has had injury concerns in the past, and if teams are maybe worried, maybe he's got to fall. And if that's the case, I think he can be a huge steal uh, in the fourth round because I think Mutsi has all-star guard potential. Uh, at the next level, just to agree that how much potential and how dominant he was at Fresno State. So I certainly think he's another big name to look out for. Uh, so, Blake, who's some people you like in the fourth round? Uh, fourth round, I got two of my biggest sleepers in the draft, in my opinion. I like uh, Tyler Johnson a lot from Minnesota, the receiver. Uh, he's 6'2", 205. And he's, a, he's a guy that kind of reminds me a lot of Tyler Boyd. He's not really, I know that's not really what they're looking for, just someone like Tyler Boyd, but I think he can be outside a little more, and he's one of those guys that, when you look at him, you don't really see uh, like a superstar, but you see, you don't really find anything wrong with his play style. He's just he's like good at everything. I think uh, is the only issue that when I'm watching him, the only issue I see is he has some issues with his release, but uh, his route running's pretty good. Um, he's physical. He's got great hands. He's a pretty good athlete, and uh, I think he'd be a great pickup there. Just. Uh, a little bit more of a developmental guy, but I think uh, I think he's a guy that can produce for many years in the NFL. He's just going to get solid production year after year for a fourth-round pick. That's what you want. And then uh, after that, I have Zer Kamara, the uh, edge rusher from Kansas. I think uh, with the Bengals looking more into three, looking more into a three-four hybrid defense, I like getting Kamara. He's a six-four, two thirty-five. He can play three-four outside linebacker and. Uh, He's got, he has football IQ issues, which is probably his only problem. He's explosive. He's got strength. He, he can tackle well. And I think uh, if you get a guy with a, like his football IQ issues, issues, I think he's got a pretty good high. I think he's got a high upside with that. Uh, I think it's um, I think that's something you can coach, something you can teach, and so I like taking him there and uh, maybe develop, developing him into that three-four hybrid defense. And then uh, another guy look for into the third round. I like um. Solomon Kindler, the guard from Georgia. Uh, just a guy that I think, um, if they're looking for a guard, like I said, I like Moody more, obviously. Um, but if he slips, you got to take Moody. But if Moody's gone, you don't end up with him, and you haven't got a guard yet, I think uh, Kindley or Bredesen from Michigan, either one of the two I'd be happy with. I think they're both pretty good guards. And so, yeah, either one of those two I'd be happy with in the fourth round. Yeah, we've not... Um drafted that interior offensive lineman yet. I wouldn't mind Kenley in the fourth round. I, I like him. I just didn't put him on the list. So as we go on to the fifth round, um, again, like I, I have a couple of tight ends in the uh, mid-rounds. I have Josiah Deguara. Um, that's a guy we recently had on the podcast, uh, tight end out of Cincinnati. He was with Cincinnati when Zach Taylor was with them as well. He's a nice, just uh, all-around tight end. He can block well. He can catch well. I would, I would really like. Um, somebody else is Gandy Golden, the wide receiver from Liberty. I, I really don't know where he will be drafted. I've seen some mock drafts have him in the late third, and then the other ones I have, I've seen have him in the sixth round. He's really good, but the only issue, I think, is his uh, breakout. Uh, not breakout. route running. It's not spectacular. His hands are really good, so I wouldn't mind him. And Harrison Bryant, the tight end out of Florida Atlantic. He won the award for the best tight end this past year in college football. Kind of, I kind of like Trotman. Reminds me of a Gronkowski-type tight end. And uh, I think it would be really nice to get a, 
a good tight end for uh, Burrow in the fifth round. So, hi, uh, Stripe, who's some people you like in the fifth round? Before I talk about fifth round, I also do want to say honorable mention in the fourth round, uh, Troy Pride Jr. I was going to mention him, but I totally forgot and totally skipped out on Troy Pride, another guy I really like, a, a cornerback uh, that we could probably use. Before. But before the fifth round, I, I do agree. I definitely think tight end is definitely a possibility here uh, in the fifth round. Uh, I do like Harrison Bryant a lot of FAU, as you said, did win the best tight end uh, in, the, in college football. Uh, that award. Another guy I really like, Albert O. out of Missouri, man. Really, really fast time. I believe a four-three in the combine, so he has a lot of potential, especially being a pass catcher. Kind of replace Tyler Eifert type. Hunter Bryant, another name I really like as well, uh, out of Washington. Another guy that has shown a lot of promise catching the ball and going out wide, similar to how Tyler Eifert always did uh, with Cincinnati. So a couple of really good tight ends uh, in the fifth round. Another couple of names I really like: Joe Bocce out of Michigan State. I really like here uh, in the fifth round. I think Bocce has a lot of potential to probably fall, even though. Uh, Value-wise, he probably could be a third or fourth rounder and still be pretty worth it. Uh, I certainly think Bashi has a lot of potential and can really develop into being a second linebacker beside uh, Jermaine Pratt in the future. That would be very, very nice uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. They were able to pick up that kind of value there uh, in the fifth round. Antonio, Antonio Gandy golden as well. I, I know you mentioned uh, has a lot of questions about where he's going to land. I do agree. Uh, I think he can go as high as a third round, maybe even as low as a seventh. Uh, so a lot of different possibilities there, but as for a player that's similar to A.J. Green, I think Gandy Golden perfectly fits the ball better than anyone else maybe in this draft. Uh, so having Gandy Golden be able to learn behind a mentor like A.J. Green, who's exactly like him in almost every single aspect. Of course, A.J. Green's much more better at, at this point in his career, but uh, it would be an ideal situation for Gandy Golden to learn behind uh, A.J. Even if, even if it is for just one year, uh, that would be really nice. So there's a lot of prospects getting the fifth round. I can see a lot of value in. Uh, it could be big, important pieces down the line. Uh, my favorite, I think, right now in the fifth round is if they don't go uh, offensive tackle yet. I really like Sadiq Charles um, in the fifth round. Uh, the a tackle from um, the right right tackle from LSU. I think he um, he bought for Burrow last year. I think um, he can come in right away. I think maybe not start right away, but I think he can definitely compete in year one for the right tackle job if they didn't already take one. Um, after that, I like um, James Robinson, uh, the running back from Illinois State. I know running back doesn't seem like much of a need right now, but with, like the talk of Mixon holding out, there's just nothing official yet, but the talk of it of him holding out, and then I think with uh, Bernard um, getting up there in age a little bit. I know Rodney Anderson's looking good, but both Rodney Anderson and uh, Travion Williams have had some injury problems. So I think there's a little bit of uncertainty there at the running back position. And I think James Robinson, he's just a, he's a well-balanced back. He's, he's got speed. He's elusive. He can receive pretty well. I think he'd be just a guy that if you take in the fifth round, if you are already confident, you've already addressed wide receiver, linebacker, offensive line. And some of those guys that they've already been targeting that bad, I think you get another running back that can kind of come in and put more certainty in the position. And then, uh, like like uh, you guys both said, Josiah DeGuar, he's one of my favorite tight ends in the draft. If he's still in the fifth round, I think uh, he'd be a great pick. I'd be really happy with him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a running back, but I would kind of prefer it to be in the later round. But we recently signed Patrick, the running back from the um, XFL. So I don't know if we'll draft a running back, but if we would in the later rounds, I think somebody who would make sense is Michael Warren, the running back out of Cincinnati. Yeah. So, in the sixth round, 
I have watching him. He's become he became one of my favorite linebackers. One of the, I think one of the biggest sleepers in the draft. Colorado linebacker Davion Taylor. We also recently had him on the show. Explosive all over the field. Great tackler. Really good good against the run. Another uh, linebacker I like. I have no idea when you like do draft simulators why he's so low on people's big boards and uh, a linebacker in general. Uh, in general, I really, really, really like Chris War, the linebacker out of Wisconsin. I have him as my seventh best linebacker, and I don't know if he'll be available in the sixth round because you don't really know his projection. But if he is, that is tremendous value. He's all over the field. He's outstanding at getting uh, pressure on the quarterback. He's had over 10 sacks this past year. All over the field, has tons of tackles. And some uh, offensive linemen I like is Calvin Throckmorton, the uh, offensive lineman from Oregon. Um, Bengals coach him at the Senior Bowl. They seem to like him a lot and praise him really well. And I think we can go lineman in the later round. I, I just think that would be a good fit. So, um, Blake, who's some people you like in the sixth round? I really like um, this is another round. I think we need uh, backup edge rushers, kind of three, four linebackers. If we haven't done that, I like uh, Tipa Nalea from uh, Utah State. I think he's an athlete. I think he's a guy that hasn't really been talked about a lot. He got, he got in some trouble. He uh, got dismissed from the team in 2017. But uh, I think he can come in, and I think he can play linebacker even in a 4-3. And in the sixth round, you're just really looking for depth. And I think he can be the guy that's going to, sit behind you, uh, Jermaine Pratt, or just whoever they take, uh, Sam linebacker. But I also think he has some potential edge rusher. And I just think he's a versatile guy that can play pretty much anywhere in the box. Um, and on the edge, I think he'd be a good depth piece. And then, like you said, I, I really like Calvin Throckmorton. I think he makes sense because of those senior bowl. And they, they talk about his IQ, about how he's so smart. And I think uh, just that, like I said, Nathan, or in the Sixth round, you're looking for depth. I think he'd be a pretty good piece for depth. And then uh, Evan Weaver, the linebacker from Cal, I like him a lot. Um, I just think, you know, like I said, he can just sit behind uh, Jermaine Pratt, just kind of learn, and then uh, maybe he can develop a little bit. And then Bynes, if they don't sign Bynes back after one year, he can maybe step up and get more playing time. So those are just three of the guys I like in round six. I really like Weaver, but. His speed is an issue for me. I have him as in my seventh. So, uh, Stripe, who's some people you have in your sixth? Well, just to start off, I think in the sixth round at this point, you're probably looking to find maybe a fourth or third round talent who is just someone else supports completely. Someone like Tyler Mack Wilson uh, a couple of years ago at the Browns. So, I think two names that we have to look out for there to possibly fall that late is Lavert Hill, cornerback out of Michigan. Uh, and possibly James Lynch, defensive tackle out of Baylor. Two big, uh, two names that have been kind of quiet compared to how good I think they are. Our school, the our fourth round grade six, are both of those players. But I definitely think I've seen them in a lot of rounds. They've only the sixth, maybe even seventh round. So I certainly think NFL teams are paying attention to those two prospects. Both have a lot of potential to fall very late. I think Lynch in particular could be a big contributor. Can really put out a five tag in these three four defense for the Bengals to be used and immediately sign playing time year one. Uh, that's something for a six-round pick would be ideal uh, for the Bengals. Another thing uh, I really like, uh, as well as several people I really like in the sixth round, I just don't think we'll actually fall. Uh, but if, if there were to be some people uh, who could possibly fall, uh, that would obtain and use 
I like a lot. Safety, I think he has a lot of potential to be a very, very good player uh, in the future. Azir Kamara, I know you mentioned him in the fourth round. Uh, may, may, might be go a little, little bit higher. I also think he can possibly fall a little bit. If that's the case, it's a very, very ideal fit. Uh, you did mention Chris Orr as well out of Wisconsin. I, I definitely like Chris Orr a lot. A lot of blitzing capabilities can really get inside, get behind, uh, inside the quarterback if needed with something of Bengals. We really like it, the linebacker spot is really Pratt and Bynes aren't particularly very good blitzers. Rather, more guys that play in the back or playing, you know, in coverage, or you can find players to tackle near the flat. So having a guy like Chris Ward, we can really man a middle, somewhat how Preston Brown play, but might be a little, might be might have a little bit more potential to Preston Brown. Uh, I think would be ideal for this team. You mentioned uh, James Lynch, the defensive tackle from Baylor. I completely forgot about him. If if he were to slip to the sixth round, he's somebody I would really like for us to get. Had over 10 sacks this past season. I think he might have the most sacks in school history for Baylor. And he's somebody in later round, depth guy. I would really, really like if he was in the sixth round. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I'm sorry. As we go into the seventh round, uh, this pick is, I don't know, not the greatest. I like Tyler Bass, the kicker from Georgia Southern. Uh, Randy Bullock's all right, but anything... Uh, 45 or over, uh, you don't know what you're going to get from he, like at 45 or over. You, I would, I would think he'd miss it. Tyler Bass, I, I think is an upgrade over Bullock. If you, you could release Bullock, save a couple of million. Um, Evan Weaver, I mentioned, I don't know where he would fall. It's the same thing with uh, Gandy Golden. I've seen projections everywhere. I've seen Weaver in the fourth, and then I've seen ones have him not even getting drafted at all. I like him a ton. He's uh, all over the field, has over 400 tackles in his career at Cal, but his speed is a huge issue. At the Combine, before the Combine started, his 40-yard dash was a big question mark, and before the like Combine even started, I compared him to Preston Brown because he had lots of tackles, but he's just so slow, and his, com- uh, his 40-yard dash was even slower than Preston Brown. If that says anything, that means he's really slow, and... The last guy I once again I don't know where he would fall. I like Quez Watkins, the wide receiver from Southern Miss. He's all over the fi- um uh, the wide receiver from Southern Miss. He's a guy I really really like. He's a speedster. If we don't sign Ross, he could potentially be somebody that we could replace for Ross. Had one of the fastest times at the combine, so he's like somebody I would really really like for us to get. So Blake, who's some people you like in the seventh round? Uh, seventh round, uh, I've, I've liked um, getting defensive backs in the late rounds. Just as you, know, you can never go wrong having too many defensive backs, having guys depth. And uh, some guys I really like in the seventh round, like Jordan Fuller, uh, the safety for Ohio State. And if you watch Ohio State at all this last season, he's just a big part of their defense. And uh, as a safety, you know, I think um, I think somewhere they can use maybe just a little bit more depth and safety. Uh, just a guy that, with the, how, much, how much they use safeties, especially with that four-two-five defense they've been using, just getting another depth piece. I think Fuller has a little potential. I think he can maybe, uh, if we have to deal with injuries, I think he's somebody that can step in and play a little bit. And then a uh, guy I really like, I think, is underage, is Reggie Robinson from Tulsa. He's a pretty good corner. I know uh, we all have corners on the roster, but uh, I think he he's a guy that's also pretty high potential. And then I like uh, Bryce Huff, the outside linebacker from Memphis. Uh, he's just a bigger body linebacker. Showed some potential in games uh, in the American Conference, uh, especially against Cincinnati. He played pretty well. 
and he had eight tackles, and uh, he can kind of play that rusher position too. So I think that's just those are some guys that you can find in the seventh round who are not only going to be death pieces, but also have a low potential that if you run into an injury problem, they can play and just not completely mess it up. I think they're guys that uh, have a low potential on them too. Yeah, I think in the like sixth and seventh round, it's important to get depth. And in case somebody does go down, I think that's really, really key to get somebody in the later rounds uh, like that. So, uh, try to some people you like in the seventh. Uh, I'm not going to let you be lying. Derek Tuska uh, out of North Dakota State, a guy that has just been linked with the Bengals. Actually, Bengals just hosted a pre-draft meeting with him. Uh, a very, very underrated uh, edge rusher who didn't get a lot of notice because he came from a very small school in North Dakota State, but had a fantastic career down there. It was really an elite edge rusher, and I've heard several people call him uh, an edge rusher that a really good edge rusher that no one's talking about. So if he's a guy that's really down on, on the NFL team's list and he falls around seven, maybe we can get a guy with a lot of value. I don't know if they'll be there now, so I definitely think uh, both those defensive tackles are really falling off boards due to uh, issues with testing, but when it comes to film, both of them had pretty solid film, of course, both found success, both being an SEC lineman, uh, a part of the SEC lines, going against other uh, SEC offensive linemen, so of course they've already had experience with NFL caliber players, uh, out of Penn State, really a 3-4 defensive end, but can also play a 5-tech for, for the team uh, out of Penn State. Got a lot of uh, success in Penn State as well. Uh, has some good potential. Calvin Taylor, another name that I really haven't heard anyone really talk about out of Kentucky, really was their star defensive lineman on a team that's been really known for developing the lineman really well. We saw Josh Allen last year have a fantastic career, uh, rookie year in uh, Jacksonville. Calvin Taylor was really that guy who banned the middle for Kentucky uh, this year, and I think he's definitely a guy that you could possibly see play a five-tech position, maybe even being a backup to a three-tech, learning behind Geno Atkins in the future. Uh, I haven't heard him connected to a lot of teams. I know he's met up with several teams, however. He hasn't been connected to the Bengals yet, but I certainly think he's a possibility down there a little bit later uh, in the draft. I really like him. Uh, to kind of round out this list, Miles Dorn, probably my favorite prospect. He's probably falling out of UNC. I really like Miles Dorn a lot. I think he can really, really help with the three safety sets, maybe playing more coverage uh, beside Jesse Bates while I think a ball player like Von Bell or Sean Williams may as the box safety position. Uh, I think he would be a very, very big ideal fit uh, for the Bengals, assuming they want to move on with this three safety kind of set that they've been liking uh, this past season. still available in the seventh he's somebody i would also wouldn't mind for us to get so as we we've talked about each players with a couple players in each round we we would like for us to get is there anything you all want to add to this episode anything uh about the draft i think there's several other prospects that possibly could be uh, big time players here we, you know a lot of times we named a lot of the same position fly back uh, and wide receiver. It really just depends on how the board falls. Definitely, if we pick up and, and trade down, maybe pick up a wide receiver, linebacker, uh, D-line, and in the first three rounds, you might not see that being often taken in the later rounds. Uh, so I certainly think there's other possibilities. But uh, going through, like, all the guys we wanted, we just assumed that we didn't pick that position. So uh, I certainly think that, you know, if, if you see uh, Patrick Queen round two, it might make a domino effect. And we might see a uh, little hill round five rather than a Joe Bachi round five. So, um, you know, I, I just say, take everything with a grain of salt, I guess. 
because these aren't going to be like mock draft picks. We're not going to pay all, all, all linebackers each six, all seven rounds of the draft, but uh, certainly maybe one or two of these guys in some of these rounds have some big possibilities. Yeah, if Queen is available in a second, this might sound kind of crazy. If um, Ruiz and Queen are available, I would much rather have Ruiz and David Gaither in the third round than get Queen. I would because that's two starters compared to one. I like Queen a lot, but I really like Davis Gaither as well. So, Blake, is there anything you would like to add to this episode? Um, I've, I've been looking at uh, these mock drafts, and well, not just similar, I've just been looking at the board and everything. I really think uh, 33, well, obviously it's going to depend on who's there, but I really like uh, trading back at 33. I think uh, there's more, there's potentially more starters you can add to your roster if you trade back. Uh, like I said before we started, uh, maybe even trading back to 40, I think it was with Jacksonville, and you'd be getting, uh, you could probably take a, Lucas Nyang get a red tackle because coming and start right away. Keem Davis gave it at 65. Uh, linebacker and start and then get Moody at 73. And then Tyler Johnson at 107. Right there, you got uh, Counting Burrow. You got five guys who can come in and probably get significant playing time, playing time in their rookie seasons. And then after that, you know, maybe get the guard and then get some depth on the edge and then uh, some depth at uh, safety, like you said, Dorn. And then that would be, I think, a, a home run draft because you're adding five starters and then some more depth pieces and you can maybe even sneak in some more playing time. So I think uh, right now it obviously depends on who's available at 33, but I'd like to trade back there and see what, see what they can get. Yeah, I think it's more likely we trade back than we actually draft somebody at 33. It, it, it will depend who's available. This draft is so unpredictable. You have no idea what's going to happen because of pro days and players did not really get to have workouts with teams. But like trading back in the second round, I think that's most likely to happen because we've seen uh, past few seasons that we can we've traded back in the second round, trading back to get Sample and trading back to get Bates. So I, I think that's most likely to happen than rather uh, drafting somebody at thirty three. Anything else y'all want to talk about? Uh, uh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, Strike, where can some of the people follow you on social media? Uh, Strike Hard Bengals on Instagram. Uh, I highly recommend uh, I, I love to, uh, you know, report to the Bengals similar to how both of you guys do the same. Uh, I would also highly recommend you check out my website, BengalsInsiders.com. It's been a website I've been working on for about two years now. I'm starting to grow. We've been getting a lot of, uh, of recognition, and, and, and people have looked at us a lot recently, so I highly suggest you check us out on BengalsInsiders.com. We've got a big group of Bengals fans down there I have to write uh, and talk about different topics, so I highly recommend uh, both of those. Also, if you're want to stay up to date on a lot of Bengals news, uh, I really post most of the news I find on Twitter, uh, BlakeJude714, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I actually was the first person on Twitter to break the Jacquez Patrick news. I didn't find it uh, myself, but I definitely heard about it really early on, so I was able to report it. So if you want to hear uh, some news very, very early on, I suggest you check out my Twitter as well. But thank you guys so much for letting me join on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, make sure to follow uh, follow him on social media, Stripe Height Bengals. Check out his website and follow him on Twitter. And until next time, who that?